Hey everyone, it's Gabby and Danny and Manny and you're listening to Oye, Let's Talk. talking about a topic that I am super excited for, actually passionate about. I don't have very many strong opinions about things, but I am extremely passionate about cutting the cord. What does that mean? I'm not talking about umbilical cords, though you should cut those too. I'm totally talking <laughs> about cable and streaming services. Like, cut that cord, forget cable. It's a thing of the past. I'm a millennial. With the millennial generation came Netflix. I went from the DVD to now straight up, you only stream on the internet and love it. Made the switch. Don't even pay for cable anymore. Any channels. Like I just scroll. It's super fun. <laughs> Hold up. What happened to VHS? You totally skipped those like 80s, 90s generation. I have like all the Pokemon series and I haven't talked those out or the Disney ones, but otherwise VHS can go. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. cut the cord, dump your VHS tapes, your DVDs. Well, I feel like I it's safe to say that I think most of our listeners probably cut the cord already. I think A that's safe to ago, say. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think when do you when do you guys remember really getting into Netflix and really making that transition from watching you know, cable to just stream because I, I don't know about you guys, but I barely watch obviously only for the news and for work. I watch cable. But besides that, I don't I don't I really don't watch cable. What about you guys? I definitely I think I own what Spectrum calls digital cha channels now, which you need Internet to see live TV is basically it. Like you get the local ones and then 10 that you select. So it's not exactly cable. So if my Internet goes out, can't watch TV either. But I think I truly cut the cord when I had to pay my own bills. Um, so <laughs> the struggle no, actually, is real. <laughs> because when I saw like, oh, cable and extra 20 bucks, I'm like, well, I'll just I have to have Internet regardless. So I will just I would rather instead of paying extra 20 dollars to have limited channels, I'll spend the extra 10 or 11 bucks on Netflix. Same. And. That was the same with me in Chicago. See, it, I think it's just so much easier. But nowadays, people, like, don't do the cable thing at all. They, If you have, like, an Amazon Prime account, people just do Amazon Prime to watch movies, too. Like, I think the genius aspect is if you can, like, overlap on some things, like Amazon <laughs> bio packages, which I just placed in order, and also, like, watch movies. <laughs> or Netflix, you have shows, movies, new stuff, etc. I can't remember the last time that I actually watched live television. I mean, like, since I was little, I, I was kind of spoiled because I always had some sort of recording device, like a TiVo of some sort. And okay, that would allow bougie. me, yeah, kind of, I mean, that would allow me to watch <laughs> my shows without, like, advertisements. And, like, if I had to study all night kind of thing, um, I didn't want to miss my show, obviously. So I, I would, like, rely on that. And then in college, I didn't have cable. I watched everything on Netflix and old shows too. Like I love rewatching like some of my favorite shows. Like Gilmore Girls, I was going to say. The best show ever. <laughs> <laughs> the foundation um, of our and friendship. I, like, started Sorry, you can't really. It was the foundation of our friendship, Manny. You don't understand. Yeah. yeah okay moving it's on a journalism thing. <laughs> <laughs> well i think it's safe to say that our generation and even uh the generation coming up gen z right um mm -hmm. and even i even see my like my niece and my nephew they're seven and five 
and all they do they watch netflix that's uh they don't on consume tablet, and you uh, no on their tv t- also like oh. on their and their on their smart their smart tvs obviously mm-hmm. um so yeah that they only consume media through either you know streaming services or youtube and i think it's pretty amazing that we live in a time that you literally get to pick you know what you want to watch when you want to watch it you know you don't have to tune in at five on fridays to catch the new episode of so and so and you know kind of like that and i feel like we all kind of agree on that same boat um but i do want to this is a qualm i have about netflix per se where they kind of drop all their video, all their like the entire season. I know some people like that, but I think you I'm gonna like be that? The concept no, I no no no. I like that because I obviously I like to binge watch too. But okay. sometimes I'll binge slowly, like I'll watch two episodes a night instead of like mm-hmm. the entire season. Right. But the the argument I want to bring up is like, do you guys think because since we're not all watching it at the same time? Um, there isn't that discussion because I'm thinking back to Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, you know, every Friday, obviously it was like one of the biggest watched shows in the world, but like every Friday, you know, it was dropping and it was just this major like discussion on social media. And since, since now we moved on more to streaming where you can watch whatever, whenever you want there isn't really that discussion in the moment. It's sporadic or like, you know, I may watch something and it's not really being spoken about, or maybe I missed the the train and like people already saw this show. Like you, I remember you, I, I hopped really late on it. And by the time I got on it, like nobody was really talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Kind of like, do you guys, do you guys like that or not? I don't know. I have like some mixed feelings about it, but a lot of it has Mm -hmm. changed over time. So like, for instance, I still like my free form soap operas and I don't watch them live. I watch it when they put it on their streaming service or like to stream it online. Or sometimes I'll wait for like, okay, here's my taste, like Riverdale, for instance. I can watch on the CW, but instead of watching then, I'll just wait until the whole season gets uploaded to Netflix if I'm too far behind and miss a few episodes. Because those apps, like the CW app and Freeform, they remove episodes as they get older. So with that being said, it's true. Like, Mm. if I go on Twitter and I see someone, like, talk about the Riverdale episode and, like, I miss too many and I'm going to have to wait for the whole season to come out on Netflix. Like, I do feel left out, but I also go on, like, the deep, dark Twitter hole. And I'm like, oh, this is what I can expect. Because I'm not someone who gets... Oh no, I avoid it if I can. <laughs> like, for example, the Bachelor and Bachelorette. Like, I recently got into it. Like these past couple of years, I don't know why I just did. Um, and it's like a g- guilty pleasure of mine. And I'll, I think that's like the only thing that I might watch live. And if I don't, like, I will avoid Twitter if I can. Like, if I need it for work because I tend to be on social <laughs> media mainly for work, then I'll specifically go to it with that mindset and not scroll not look at the feed not look oh my gosh that's a lot of dedication danny does not want a bachelorette spoiler at all guys no i hate spoilers like it'll it's like a turn off like it makes me not want to watch anymore because what's the point i already know the ending well okay well to tell you the type of person that i am i would sometimes skip to the end of books to know what would happen before i hate people (laughs) no but Uh, same you're canceled but that being said who because, does that? Like, I feel like something <laughs> I am, perhaps, in terms of, like, literary psychopaths, I guess that's me. Um, but no, like, to the point, I'm just saying, like, there's two different kinds of people. So, Manny, you 
like enjoy taking in a show and you don't want to like consume it all at once but i was also the type you know going back to books that mm -hmm. like the last harry potter book i read it in 18 hours straight just because like i wanted to know what happened i'm so interested in the show like i can't right, right. and you didn't skip to the ending that one i didn't um, because God. I was zooming through it, basically. <laughs> what a disservice you would have done to a classic. Well, that's how I, that's personally how I felt about it. But I think the fifth book, I like skipped to the end because there's, there's inter boring parts. Not that I do those shows. I digress. Point being is there's two different <laughs> types of people is that you like to consume your media. You like to enjoy it. You don't want, like, you're concerned about how other people's may view it. And other people may not care about the input of others, like, I don't care what other people have to say. I don't care about the Twitterverse or anything. Like, uh, I, I care about how the show makes me feel and what I'm interested in and like, right. et cetera, right. which I can say like my taste in TV is unconventional. It's not like, oh, Gabby would love this. It's a wide array of things. So I'm never concerned about spoilers or if someone likes something but doesn't or if uh, people get hooked on a show and I come in a little later because at the end of the day, like time and place is how I feel about it. I'm like the complete opposite. Like, I hate watching a show that no one's watching. I don't, I really? call me weird. I'm a bandwagon show watcher because one of my biggest sources of like recommendations is someone else. Mm -hmm. If someone else is watching, they tell me, oh, like this is good. Then I'm going to be like, okay, I know you. I trust your recommendation. I'm going to go watch this. And then at the end of the day, it's going to it's gonna be something that I can talk to that person about. It's going to be uh, an experience. It's going to be a common ground that we can have a conversation. So you'll you know bond what I'm saying? over. I get Fine. it. If, if I'm watching a show that no one's watching, I, I'm not like Gabby. I have no one to talk to about it. <laughs> I mean, I will say for me personally, I it depends on the show. Like, I like to have a conversation with someone and bounce off ideas or, like, if we both understood. Because there's some shows that are very complicated, and I like to bounce off my ideas if it's what what I understood, if that's what it really was. Like, if that was intentional, intentional right, or not. Right. Um, but sometimes, like, I like discovering shows as well, and I don't really care if nobody else is watching it. I just think it depends. So, actually, like, this is a great transition to... My struggle with that is like now Netflix is releasing original novelas and a lot of the novelas that my family or my grandmother or people I know would watch in Univision or Telemundo, but Netflix is making original ones. And so I've been like eating those up and my everyday friends like don't, either they don't watch novelas because they have that stereotype or they don't speak Spanish and understand that or care to watch the subtitles like how I do. So with that being said, like, I can't care solely based off other people's recommendations. Like, I still take them into account. But that's a handy thing about Netflix is, like, it'll recommend stuff based on what I watch and totally use it. I think their algorithm works because beforehand it was a little wacky. Um, but will you watch the telenovelas with your family or will you watch them by yourself? No, I watch them by myself. Like, I binged one the last season of one today for sure. Like, spent six hours side of my bed, did not do anything um nice which one uh la chicas del cable of course everyone watch it highly recommend <laughs> um very pretty you've seen casa de papel no i ha my i haven't but my roommate's watching it right now so i you have to I, I will i have to watch it too i'm not i haven't and i know that's a big bandwagon i haven't i know on that i one. just okay. i have been apprehensive about it so obviously i feel like we all enjoy our shows on netflix hulu amazon wherever our streaming provider is but i feel like one of the biggest components that these streaming services are lacking that i'm honestly scared for 
in our future and our country's future, just as us and our future generations, is a lack of a news source. Like Netflix, there's no, I, I, there's obviously documentaries and things like that, but there's no like current events. Like, oh, let me see what's going on with Corona. You know, there's nothing local that Netflix is going to provide or any other streaming services. And honestly, guys, that kind of scares me because if we come as a society, we completely transition into the streaming services where we don't have live TV. Where does that leave news? Where does that leave news sources? You know, where people won't be able to access it on their TVs. What do you guys think about that? I mean, YouTube does have a series of like a news trending section. And I don't know if you necessarily need like a movie TV streaming service for that. Like I get your concern, but at the same time, like the official websites for like NBC, CNN, Fox, they all have their own like watch live here that you could directly go to. But I, right. I guess that's they do, that they I, do. you might need a provider. Is that where you're going with that? Those are that's more national news. So like those those live things is more national news. Right. Where would people consume local news? If it's obviously, yeah, people can log on to a website or download app, the but OTT. On TV. Like the OTT. The like um a lot of lo- a lot of local yeah. stations, the same way that you would download like the CW app for your Roku or something, a lot of local news stations have adopted that OTT style which is basically like on-demand news. So when a newscast is going live, you can stream it live. But a lot of other stations, which I have been looking into it more beyond the national news, like I was looking at Nashville's um, Fox stations, and they have like all of their franchises on there or like weather updates consistently every hour that I guess one of their meteorologists puts together a forecast. And basically, if you had that app and you turned it on at any point in time, like except for getting a full-fledged newscast at whatever hour, you pretty much get enough info for Nashville, per se. And I think that's interesting because Nashville being like a top market as well and a leader in a lot of digital initiatives, I thought that was a great idea. So I think local news is just going to have to evolve like everything else at the end of the day. I would really like to see that movement and to be more prominent, honestly, where we can have that, you know, at our fingertips more like kind of the same way that we do on Netflix. But I mean, it's hopefully it's coming. I'm just scared for future generations and people not being informed and being mm-hmm. ignorant. I want to wear a mask. It's like, come on, like, or have you turned on the TV? You know, and that's that's honestly what I'm scared of. Like, imagine ignorant people not understanding current events. And it's like, but I think that's happening that's, even that's now. It happened before our time. I think it's going to happen regardless of what yeah. platform. Oh, my God. I- Unfortunately, like that's just the way. We're Regardless built. of yeah, how we it get depends it, depends on the person and how informed they want to be. You know how educated. They that's my point. Is that Great news thing. has been, if anything, available in more platforms than ever. But I am concerned that if news ever goes, to, like local news, ever makes a transition to the streaming, like cutting the cord, no more antenna, etc., that you just need internet, like the access, like. There's just so many little issues like, well, did, will everyone have internet by that time? Because when I worked in Missouri, like 30 per, 30% mm, of the state yeah. didn't. So the governor was running on really? and bringing people. Yeah, because there's a lot. It's a lot of field and country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big issue in rural areas. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it depends. Like if you're in a big metropolitan area, it's easy to cut the cord for other people. Like you might not even have the option to. And speaking in terms of local news, like the people who are loyal viewers for like 30, 50 years or so they're the ones that are going to have a hard time making the transition. So you're going to lose like 
loyal viewership. And that I that's like the whole issue with all these business models is like how do you transition? Like as he, as there's a new era approaching, how do you transition people to come with you? And that's something that that's the reason rather that I don't think we're gonna see anything anytime soon because that's just too hard to leave people out. And that's the crutch of news is that you're trying to inform as many people as possible. So we'll get more platforms, but we'll, they'll never like let one go, especially something as big as t- live TV. Right. Definitely. Right. Definitely. Hopefully here's to a, here's to a brighter future. That's all <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Gabby. Um, with that said, I did want to like transition a little bit because this idea of different media being available to a larger amount of people, like, for instance, we were just talking about news, but there's two major Spanish news stations, like Univision and Telemundo are pretty much the dominant ones. Um, but when you think about it, that means like there's there's only been two channels for people who speak primarily Spanish to watch, whether that be their novelas or their news. But with streaming services, they suddenly have so much more at their fingertips, like way more options and the option to binge, which my grandmother does not understand the concept. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's why uh, Netflix has such a, what's it called, why they're so popular, I guess, worldwide. Not that the other ones aren't either, but it's just, it's been such a hit from the start because you have other international movies. You have, like, Bollywood and, uh, you know, like, Asian American. Like, you have so many other sections and, like, worldly Oh, no, girl, I get you. Like, I can watch my anime, my Korean dramas, my Spanish telenovelas. Exactly, and you don't find that anywhere else. Like, it's very hard to find it in, like, a non-sketchy website. Yeah, like, Hulu doesn't have it. (laughs) No, for sure. And I can totally rate because my dad loves watching TV and he loves watching movies and TV shows. And while I've tried to find content for him, like, on Hulu or Amazon... They, they just don't have it. And if you find something that's like subtitles, but Netflix gives you that language, that audio option in not just Spanish, but French, Chinese, you know, it, it's such, it's so many options that it really opens that door of content for everyone, not just, you know, Americans or English speakers. And to me, that's like the real cool part and why Netflix is still, I would call it the streaming industry standard. And they've gotten so much better at it. And the other idea is that a lot of these other platforms, um, I don't want to say regurgitate content, but a huge part of their following or like a huge contract is that they're playing shows that people have already seen before. So this is just me relating it back to Netflix because I'm not as familiar with Hulu, but like friends, like people loved friends. So they might, they would binge watch it on Netflix and maybe it would, edge them towards hey i'm thinking of cutting the cord well let me get netflix because i love friends and i love the office and etc but netflix is creating a lot of its original content and that's not to say that like other platforms aren't as well like amazon prime yeah i was just gonna say amazon yeah like they're doing great but that that wasn't the case originally it used to be like rent this movie that you probably saw before already came out in theaters but it was nothing necessarily new or exclusive and hulu's doing the same thing creating its own content and that's why i think cutting the cord is so important because what are you going to get from cable that you're not going to find on streaming platforms like i feel like the risk is very small there right but you know what's scary so 
originally going off like Netflix originally had less original content and they were just, you know, buying these licenses like The Office, Friends, like these big shows, How I Met Your Mother. But eventually these licenses are um, expiring and they're going to go back to the original distributor. And those original distributor are those networks are creating their own streaming services. But slowly over the past few years, Netflix has been creating its your original content to keep those subscribers, even though why they originally maybe subscribed at the beginning, maybe five years ago, that they can still stay on for that original content of telenovelas or anime, etc. So I think it's very interesting. The entire the entire industry itself, you know, all these networks are creating their own platforms. Netflix is creating more original content, you know. And we're, I feel like it's, we're going to continue seeing that. And it's interesting. It's going to be interesting how, what Netflix, what's going to happen to Netflix at the end of the day when it no longer has any of those, you know, shows and it's just relying on original content. And what will happen if us as consumers will be willing to, pay for more than one streaming service are we just going to have netflix or are we going to have netflix uh, nbc's or cbs's um streaming platforms and at the end of the day it's like you're paying what like 10 bucks for each streaming service it can add up so what where do you guys see people moving towards is it do you think they'll just have one streaming platform do you think people will have several oh, i mean we'll obviously be sharing our platform passwords so also. actually like that <laughs> this was an interesting fact that i looked when we were researching this topic post or I say post pandemic but like current pandemic I guess um so tv technology said that 40% of netflix subscribers added on another streaming service during the pandemic and a lot of them like you had the fact interesting disney plus was relatively new and just added more things so maybe like oh we haven't spoken about disney plus oh, <laughs> we'll get there but Disney Plus was one of the top ones. And I'm assuming because like if you're fam like very family oriented and you have children in the house, like you probably needed more kid friendly stuff since your kids were at home more often. Like they their brains Definitely. couldn't just um, forget you. about kids. When I heard Lizzie McGuire was gonna be on it, I was so thrilled. <laughs> like that was my show when I was little, like obsessed with Hillary Duff. And then I found out that something happened and they wouldn't let her do something and now it's no longer on Disney Plus and I'm like, uh, is it really worth it though? I don't know. So, Talking about those canceled. consumers that only look for that one show. So actually no, yeah. um, but actually like <laughs> Disney Plus, like the viewership is all like family age adults who are signing up for it or they call it they call millennials like the nostalgia era. Because you see, I'm not the only Yeah, but a lot of people that are like oh, yeah, in their yeah, early sure. to mid twenties or like early thirties have signed up for Disney Plus A for like either Star Wars material because it, it became it like saw a resurgence, but also because mm -hmm. of like some of the nostalgia. So it's interesting because something like Disney Plus that kids would be interested in, like they're watching old content like for uh, that we are familiar with or that we grew up with, mm -hmm. and it's easy for us to make the switch to something like Disney Plus because it's familiar. Whereas Netflix, I would say, would have been maybe like a more scary or a scarier jump for adults if they're used to their cable. Right, because, yeah. And that being said, Manny, like discussing the future of what cutting the cord could look like, people are just going to get multiple streaming services. Like Hulu and Disney Plus came in a bundle at some point and you're paying 10 bucks or 12 bucks for both. That's Netflix, right, man. Pretty cheap. Yeah, I think Amazon Prime and... Netflix, I think, are the more expensive ones. But Disney Plus is actually extremely affordable. And I want to say mostly because their content isn't 
it's very like tiered and geared to some of certain audience. Like I can say that I can't, there's not endless options on Disney plus now that we're on the topic. Like, do I really want to watch Aristocats for the fifth time? Or I'm not going to watch a lot of these kids shows. <laughs> I'm watching the proud family right now. Cause that was a great show. Um, but otherwise I'm not on Disney plus nearly as much as I like go to Netflix, but I will say that I'm more because it all comes down to like how easy these platforms are to utilize as well. Like Netflix is by far the easiest in my opinion. Disney plus doesn't even have like go back to what you're watching yet. So I imagine it's going to get more expensive once they do more things to it. And Hulu to me is, it depends on what you want to look for. But that those I think are the top three right now that are kind of competing mm -hmm. for people's attention. Netflix actually added 15.8 million subscribers during the pandemic. I just wanted to throw that wow. out there. And now Netflix has um, roughly 182 million subscribers worldwide. That's insane. So you, yeah, that's, that's according insane. to that's The Verge. An article in so you have to remember like that's not even specifically people because everyone shares accounts like right there's four people that imagine. use mine so like let's say it's just three per each like oh my gosh i would say there's a billion people who use netflix oh for sure i agree with you gabby that slowly i think especially disney plus it just ruled out it's going to increase its prices that's definitely going to be a thing especially when they roll out more content and side note on disney plus sleeper they own National Geographic, and there's some great documentaries on there that I've been watching. Just oh, wow. want to say a really good reason to also watch Disney Plus. Um, but a, a really big thing, and Hulu Hulu has this service where you can pay obviously a little extra, and you can watch live TV. So I really want to see other streaming services adopt that because I like that option of having. Hey, I kind of like sports. You know, you you can't watch pre-recorded sports. Like you want to watch live sports. I think that would be a very big thing where you're like, oh, let me maybe buy like a a live sports bundle. You know, with mm -hmm. my streaming services where I can watch or a news a news bundle. You know, I think that's. I would want to see the industry move towards that where people have that option of, you know, still having their live TV for certain things, events, you know, sporting events or news events and keeping having more content, obviously. But I don't know. I find it very hard. Well, I'm not going to lie because I have I I have both Netflix and Amazon Prime because I was just about to say I'm like, I don't want to pay for a second service. <laughs> But I already pay for, I know, I pay for Amazon Prime, but just also because it comes with, you know, you get Amazon Prime on um, on your shipping services. So it's kind of like a win-win. That's my point. That's what I think a lot of streaming services are going to do. So like Hulu and Disney Plus probably competed by bundling because Amazon could bundle within itself, if, if that makes any sense. And then I kind of want to go back to the sports topic for a second, Manny, because I, I forgot where I read it, but I found it interesting because a lot of bars were losing money, but during the pandemic, obviously, but bars, like obviously for big games and such, like they're concerned about come fall because football nights or yeah, football nights would mm, bring people in. And I, I heard so many men that just walking just out and about or like in conversation or casual conversation, they would say like, yeah, I don't have cable. So I rely on going to a bar to watch sports. 
Ah, yes, yes, I can, I can relate. Like uh, Gator Games, like I can, like you know, find like a bootleg website. But you, like, I don't, I don't have cable, so yeah, I, w- I would go to the bars and watch it, or like a Heat game for sure. Or the World that's Cup so true. Or the Olympics. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. Dude, that's yeah. what I was thinking about. Is like, oh, if like the Gators don't have a real football season or something, like I don't, I see the bars being packed cause without the tailgating, and if there's no fans in the stands. Yeah. For um, sure. so like, I don't know how social distancing is going to work in that aspect, but one of the downsides I think of cutting the cord is if you're a huge sports fan, it's like really hard, which I think again, the sports industry is just going to catch up eventually. Um, or they're going to, they're going to get the live option, like OTT app, all the, all this stuff that we were discussing beforehand. Again, I just think it's just about evolution because we went from VHS to DVD to streaming, so I'm I don't doubt that there's another step. We just don't foresee it yet. I agree. I agree. Well, I hope I can still get my sports and news in the near future without having to pay extra. You sound so but old, I think that's man. a fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I need my seven o'clock news. He's an old school. <laughs> Bad on my <laughs> news. <laughs> Give me my <laughs> <laughs> No, guys, I just think hello. Sports makes the world go round, and so does That's news. I'm just I, I, like those are two things that are normally safe to talk about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not politics <laughs> or religion. <laughs> so, everyone, we want to know how you're cutting the cord. What streaming services do you use? What are you binge watching? Or are you like Manny and being an old man and only watching one episode at a time? Just let us know. <laughs> you can go ahead and send us a comment on Instagram. Leave a comment there. You might even hear it on here. Or go a little more old-fashioned and send us an email. We want to read them. Thanks so much for listening in. And I would just say some of the best shows. Las Chicas del Cable. Oh, my gosh. Cable, cable <laughs> Girls on Netflix. FYI, if your Netflix is not in Spanish. Great show. Highly recommend. What about you two? Sign off with a good one. Casa de Papel all the way. A documentary that I just saw last night, Athlete A. So good. So y'all heard it from us. Let us know if our taste sucks. All right. Good night.